0: Hello and welcome to the movie podcast television extravaganza. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. Hi, everybody. Shay, I want to get you to start us off. How are you doing today? You
1: know, I, I'm doing great. I just I just got off work. It's super nice outside. So I kind of walked outside for a bit. Um, I kind of soaked in some of that sun. We I should I just start recording about? our episodes outside. We should. I, there's a lot of great sounds and uh, screaming happening outside, so I think that's always a good thing.
0: Oh yeah, I think the screaming. The screaming. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting you to say screaming, uh-huh. but the wind. I think was going to be the big one for me. Well, the I'm wind, saying the wind, the wind, wind is the biggest issue. The wind was screaming. Oh, the wind was. The wind was howling. Howling. As they say. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, uh, a, it's a regional thing.
2: I'm pretty sure, yes. like Shay Street, is just a bunch of screamers. You know, just is this a bunch of murderers.
0: Just, it's, it's, in, it is, it a, it's, it's called screaming avenue yes i live in a dangerous <laughs> i live in a dangerous neighborhood okay <laughs> yeah just a lot of screaming i'm looking outside my window right now and you guys know those like little motorized cars that i never had when growing up but this I was did. like it's like a little jeep and yeah, it's right. like there's these two kids are like racing theirs right now outside and i'm like i just want to go in my real car and then just like drift around them and be like yeah guys oh you, i thought you were you, gonna you can't over beat them. Me. no yeah. no no not not no, today okay. not today I had a friend uh, who
1: lived, um, you know, I guess if I were to, if I were to probably describe it, it's probably like less than a kilometer away from me. So I would get in my, my Jeep as a kid and drive yeah, yeah. over to his place. And then I'd park. Did the it battery even last that long, man? It did. It lasted just the amount of time you needed to get there. <laughs> and then I'd plug it in to charge there. Cause he had one too. Uh, and then that's Them. how we'd hang out. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know, seven years old, eight years old. And I was like,
0: yeah, I drive to my friend's house. Like it was pretty cool. Yeah yeah (laughs) what's great is that now you have an electric car in real life too so like you've always been you've been a fan of that rechargeable life no i used to put gas in that one it wasn't cheap as a kid oh that's that's (laughs) not good man that's not good
2: growing up um i used to do a lot of street hockey i remember this kid he would have a jeep and he would like drive across the sidewalk and most of us would just try to like hit his car with our with our tennis balls because we would play tennis this little jeep. Well, like, like is, so rifle. is it like the little jeep, right? Yeah, the or jeep? the real yeah, jeep. He would go by, and we would just like try to slap shot his jeep as he, <laughs> poor yeah. guy poor driving guy. like two kilometers an hour in it too. Yeah, just, we would just r- try to rifle it. It was just like you know, like when you go
0: golfing, you try to hit the caddy guy, the guy who's picking yeah, up the course. balls. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes. That would be it. Yeah. I, it's funny i, I remember like y- you just unlocked a memory too because just this week i was thinking about like playing hockey outside i'm like man i wish i had a net outside and then you know here we are talking about street hockey yeah. but what is this episode all about we've been teasing this episode for a couple weeks this is a television extravaganza this episode of the movie podcast we're going to be talking about all of the shows that we wanted to talk about more uh but we don't have the time to to talk about on a main episode and we haven't really done a uh, you know a dedicated review episode for so today we're going to be talking about a bunch of different shows shows like severance the dropout dope sick barry Anything and everything that comes to our mind. You know, we may even touch on the newest episodes of Moon Knight. We'll see where the wind takes us, where the screaming wind takes us this episode. But as always, you can catch a brand new episode of The Movie Podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for our review episodes, just like this one on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You can also follow us on youtube.com slash The Movie Podcast. You can check out our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements before we dive deep into these wonderful shows. Uh, We do have merch available now. So if you want to help support the show, if you want to help us keep the lights and the mics on uh you could have head over to our show notes click on our our bonfire link and you could see all the amazing t-shirts and the long sleeve tees that we have available uh we love wearing them they're very comfortable they're great quality and uh, we're really thankful and happy to be working with our friends at bonfire for some really cool uh, merch finally we've been we've been wanting to do it for so long and now it's there um other thing we have lots of reviews on the movie podcast feed right now that you could listen to. So if you want to hear our thoughts on the offer, the new Paramount Plus show about the making of The Godfather, you can. Our review of The Duel, uh, the Netflix, what's going on with Netflix right now is our latest episode of the movie podcast. You could check that out, as well as some interviews from uh, the Disney film Polar Bear. Uh, what else do we have going on? Ki Hui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. There are so many things that you could listen to on the movie podcast feed, and we're not done because this week this week coming we will have a review out for doctor strange in the multiverse of madness that's going to be dropping on tuesday at 9 a.m eastern time and you know there may be some more happening this week we may have some we may have some else some some other stuff it's going really on that some, we won't yes, spo- you never know uh, you know you never we'll see who comes through the portal you know we'll see who comes through the portal it's a little strange out here <laughs> <laughs> is that a live the movie? <laughs> Could you
1: imagine Dr. Finn just like fighting somebody but, like, looks like are getting a little strange
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. bom, bom, and his name just kicks in. That's, uh, yeah, let's, that's why we don't write the movies. Yeah, that's yeah. why we don't write the movies. <laughs> Story credits. Uh, Anthony <laughs> <laughs> but let's start off with our first show. This is the show that I think has been taking the world by storm the last couple of weeks. Let's talk about Severance. This is an Apple TV Plus show. It it is 10 episodes long. Oh, sorry. Nine episodes long. The, the, the finale of it just happened on one? April 8th. <laughs> no, we, we missed the ending. Uh, so nine episodes long. And I think with this show, what, what made this show so special for me is that it felt like it kind of just came out of nowhere. And it just, I felt like a, a switch turned and everyone was talking about it for a week. And I feel like I keep seeing it on my feed. So what's Severance all about? Severance is a show that basically there is a medical procedure that's being able to that that a company has come up with where you're able to separate your non-work memories from your at-home memories so basically as you go into work you'll become a new person and you'll only be able to you know kind of focus on what's going on at work you have no attachment that's going to the onto the world outside of what's going on in, the, in your workplace which is a really interesting concept and i think when we look at the world we are in right now if we look at the last couple of years through the pandemic and how people have really started reevaluating what's important to them and work-life balance and working from home and taking your work home with them i think the show really came out at the most perfect time anthony i want you to get want you to start us off what did you think of severance um
2: you know, going into it, this was a while ago because I think I watched it back in February. February. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did have a little bit earlier for we sure. We did have a lot really early and I was like, okay, let me start this episode because I think at that time there was only three episodes out and I watched the three episodes on Apple TV Plus and then I went into watching the rest that was given to us and I just got hooked because it's a story that it just... It kind of hits home, close to home type of thing. You know, you work for a technology company or like a corporation like this, and, you know, there is a a cult mentality that goes through such a big corporation, and you kind of gravitate to, oh, I felt like this when I used to work at a certain location or a certain place. Um, What I loved about this story was that the two, these characters that go to work and have no idea what's happening outside of work. And when they leave work, they have no idea what's going in, going inside of work, what's happening inside of their work, is that they created these two different personalities, almost like they were these Siamese twins that were split. And they all have different characteristics, different mannerisms, different thought process, processes. And you kind of get into this whole, like, I feel for this, the work character, and I feel for the the, the at home character, who do I root for? And you're yeah. trying to root for both. Um, and especially that end, that end episode where are we, are we doing spoilers.
0: Yeah. So th- yeah, let's, uh, yeah, we'll put it on the line full on spoilers from this point out for all of the shows we're talking about. So we uh, we're this is after the fact, so we're good.
2: Yeah. So that end episode where they were able to trigger their work selves outside of work and actually see what it's like to be outside of uh their their placement lumen um was like just shocking it was just like oh my god like it's like a baby looking for the first time like hearing for the first time these guys are like in their outside of their their safe environment in an environment where they have no idea what's happening
0: Uh, what performances though what from adam scott from from the entire cast from you know john Turturro and uh oh my god i'm blanking on her name is it brit lower lower uh, who plays uh hell e. R., yeah hell Britt e. brit lower um my goodness like it's such a testament to their acting anthony I, and i wanted to jump off from what you just said there these are characters that we've seen outside of their workplace because we see their their normal selves outside of work mm-hmm. but the fact that we're, they're able just to pull off just from the the looks on their faces and their mannerisms, you know it's not those same people. You know it's the Lumen work, the, the Lumen versions of them. And it's just such a testament to the acting of the show and the writing yeah. that you're able to, just to feel for two for the same person, but feel for them in completely different ways. And you, really, really special.
2: And you really want to know what they do outside of work, right? Like you know. Yeah especially for Adam Scott's character, you know, because it's centered around him, you know what he does outside of work because it focuses on him. But all the other characters, uh, John Turturro, who seems like he was a a war veteran and he was trying to find his soulmate, which Christopher Walken, Walken, who does a fantastic job in this show. um, Such a weird concept. uh, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how these, these people work at a company like this, but Patricia Arquette, fantastic does a fantastic job um being like we'll say the villain of the series yeah um but yeah like it's the the opening sequence is one that really grips you you kind of like want to know more about what happens at this at this company and again that's another big thing we still don't know is what actually do they do there
0: yeah we don't know it's like
2: and it's it's crazy boxes inside of a box and they're like oh you'll figure it out when you see it and
0: yeah it's it's so it's so bizarre and i love how they use that they use just like that in camera effect that dolly zoom like jaws and for so many different effects where they're when they're in in the elevator going up and it's just things are it looks like they're they're morphing and it looks like they're looking a little different and then the bell hits and then there yeah. it goes. Right. Uh, I also want to say shout out to just the editing of the show. There are some incredible moments of just um, cutting between different takes and locations. It's it's super phenomenal. Shay, jump in here. What are your thoughts on Severance? I absolutely loved
1: it. You know what? It, it gave me vibes of, you know, when we used to watch network TV and you'd have shows like Lost where every episode you're kind of tuning in to find out the yeah. mystery of what's going on whereas appointment in, viewing appointment viewing whereas in, in this show it felt like you know you were getting some answers but you were such a fly on the wall of this whole experience that I was just shook when the, the, the last episode happened it, it was brilliant it was brilliant writing it, the fact that they were able to write two narratives kind of going side by side. And alongside that, you just have a really unique plot. Like Anthony mentioned, you know, a lot of people can relate to something like this. You know, the, 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 the world has changed dramatically, you know, with the introduction of COVID and how, people view their work um i don't know if this is like a very north american thing i think when i talk to people from europe a lot they're not as die hard about their company as in north right. america whereas in north america people usually put down their lives you know to, mm-hmm. to protect their company secrets or yeah um they're just like yeah no i'm invested i'm gonna be here for every day and i feel like in europe it's just kind of like no we kind of care about ourselves and like yeah and and i say that sorry not in a negative way i mean i mean in total positivity like it's mental health first
0: it is yeah it is this job is a job it is not who you are it's just it's a a paycheck at the end of the day um unless
1: obviously you're doing something that's life changing for sure but a lot of people normally are not um and and, in this show it it really kind of showed us that it, it, it i think for a lot of people, this show is going to be a big trigger. You know, it's really going to either affect them or upset them in a certain way. But I think, you know, if you can push past that element of it, there's a great story being written here about these characters that we're getting to see. You become extremely attached to them in ways that you didn't think was possible. You can be introduced to a character that's in the show for maybe a couple seconds or a couple minutes. By the end of the whole season, you're like, oh, my God, that that thing was so important. How come I didn't realize that? And th- that's right. why I, I, I loved the show. I, I immediately got everyone that I could to watch it as well because – it deserved to be talked about. It deserved to be discussed and dissected. And I think it's one of those shows that will continue to be dissected.
0: And I think this is what's special when you have a show that is being released week to week. You are gaining new viewers every single week, right? And now that it's all out, you have the opportunity to get uh, people caught up to it. So when season two eventually does happen, because it is the show ends on a major cliffhanger, of just, you know, Mark going to the party and like, like like that that final episode, I was like on the edge of my seat. You know, yeah. when he calls Patricia Arquette the wrong name. <laughs> when he calls her like a miss uh miss, Coble, miss Coble, yeah. right and i was just like oh my god and then you see her face and then like he's literally coming in like to the house at the end and he finds out that his wife uh deech who pl- uh, who's played by deechman latchman um uh, miss like that she's alive and it's like she's alive and then it just ends and i was just like oh my god just like what you said shay reminds me a lot of network tv without all the filler episodes that we were used to get on network tv it's not 24 episodes it's nine episodes of just really strong writing right and uh, like every episode matters you know every episode matters it's also interesting that this is you know this is being released on apple tv plus um apple again killing it with their quality with their the bar of quality they are consi- they're consistently hitting uh, but it's it's just funny cuz you know Apple's a technology company and a lot of the show also felt like there were little parallels to Apple itself too uh, yeah, and been it's in it just the way lot. the campus looked yeah so it's just, uh, for, it's just it's you just know, funny how
1: how their work life balance works and how their you know company works as a whole so for people who right. have worked at Apple I feel like you know they might feel a lot of this
0: yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely. You see the parallel there. Would you, would you severance
2: yourself if you had the ability, or if it was given to you, the ability to severance? for the podcast? Yeah, like I
1: would, I would, yeah, want my, I would want my podcast <laughs> personality, and then I would be somebody else outside. I don't want to remember. I remember doing this.
0: Interesting. Oh.
1: Well, <laughs> there's that answer. I would <laughs> go to watch
2: movies together and do all these amazing things
1: when I'd walk in the, the doors of a Cineplex. I'd be like. <laughs> And then, <laughs> I would be, but then when I walk out, I'd be like, "Oh, I can't remember anything of what I watched." And then I'd sit down in front of my computer or at Daniel's house to record. And then it would happen again, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm I'm back to being severed. Interesting. So you would do, Anthony?
0: You would, you would you sever yourself? No, man. No, I
2: would. Ne- I would never do this. I would never you, sever there, myself. I think. I think the idea of like what worries me, and I think this what the show does is, I ha- I could have like a different personality inside me that wants to take over my world my real yeah. world and that's where i'm not i don't i don't like that
0: you know, you know yourself that's why and and i think i my other self 100% is going to try and outsmart my current self and that's there's moments in the show where that happens with like with uh with what's uh my gosh uh yar, ER, right where it's like uh, she's trying to escape she, her her severed self does not want to be in lumen and then she gets a video from herself saying listen you cut my fucking fingers and you're going to be like have a fate worse than death, and you're just like, Oh my god, this is myself telling me this. Yeah, it's crazy. L.E.R. goes through traumatic
2: experiences. I think there are, there are two episodes where it's just pretty intense, and they, yes, they're it's actually sad, and it's yeah, it's really, really sad because it yeah. there's that episode where it happens, and the episode that picks up right after it's just super sad. I yeah. think, I think um, and the was, show's also oh, go ahead, sorry, no, sorry, I was just gonna say, I
1: think that was kind of it for me there, like th- that character. Was that I need to know what happens with this.
0: Yeah. Uh, the show is created by Dan Erickson. I wanted to say shout out to Dan Erickson for creating the show. And it's also a bunch of episodes are directed by Ben Stiller. Which is, uh, it's always interesting to see, you know, Ben Stiller and the director share as well too. I wonder if he'll be back um, for the second season. Because I oh, think they're man, filming, I hope. filming right now
2: for the second season.
0: Listen, this show, I wonder how many episodes the show will go. Um. Oh, sorry. How many seasons the show will go. I think you could, with a show like this, I I don't think we, again, we're not in a place with television anymore that we need to have seven, eight, nine seasons of a show. I think with a show like this, you could tell your story in three, maybe four seasons. I was going to say, if yeah, you want and then you go, and then, three seasons sounds great. This, this show also gives me vibes of lost.
2: Well, yes, the the Dharma initiative, remember that, that, that group that was on that island, like it just, because of the technology they use and, and just even the pacing and editing, it just feels like, I don't want, I hope, I hope they have like an idea of where the show ends, where they're not just writing every season as it goes. Um, But yeah, I would say like five, four or five seasons, don't go too crazy in terms of, this leads to the higher-ups to the higher-ups, and there's, yeah. like, oh, but we're all dead don't, any, don't, anyway, so.
0: Yeah, don't go too big with it. I yeah. think this show works because it's isolated. Uh, the majority of the show happens within the walls of an office building, Yeah, yeah. and it's never boring. The second that they kind of, if they were, and I hope they
1: don't, they dive into the the grand scheme of things, it, it ruins the mystery that kind of keeps us engulfed in the show. Sure, you can touch right. upon it, I think, and then you can kind of address some of it. But if you start to make this a like a Hunger Games type thing, or we have to take down the big bad at the top, it it, it might Who's take behind away. the curtain. Yeah, it might. T- yeah, exactly <gasps> like The Wizard of Oz. You don't need to. You don't need to go that far. Keep the
0: story focused on these characters, and that's it. Yeah. It reminds me a lot, too, of um, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A Quiet Place, right? Like when John Krasinski was working on A Quiet Place, he's like, I want to have a whole backstory in this and I want to show this. And then he took it all out in the first movie and it, you tell such a great story then I think now we're getting a spinoff of A Quiet Place. We're getting a game spinoff. We're getting a a third film. It's like now you're almost revealing too much of the world and you're losing focus on what made this so special. So really looking forward to what Severin says with season two. Uh, Any other final thoughts before we move on to our next show? Watch it. Watch it. Watch it for sure. Watch it for sure. Shay, you've been a big champion of the dropout here on the movie podcast. Tell us what the dropout's out about and why is it special?
1: For sure. So the dropout is all about... Elizabeth Holmes, you know, founder of Theranos, and really the rise and fall of, I guess you could say, the most prolific female tech CEO who was touted as the next Steve Jobs. And this show is about what, I think it's also eight episodes or nine episodes, is it it eight? Eight episodes. And Big it episodes, follows, yep. you know, Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews, who are kind of playing this this very toxic couple, as you could say, who are creating a company that basically allows you with just a drop of blood to be tested for hundreds of different diseases. Now, if that sounds impossible, it's because it is. You know, the technology isn't there yet. People have been trying to do this, but it's just not possible. But through the sheer will and determination. Of her, she was able to convince so many people that this was possible without actually showing it. And I think this is a kind of a show that you can kind of break down even further and further. There's there's an episode, for example, that's titled Old White Men. And I think that was my favorite episodes because it dealt with exactly the problem in today's world. You have... Old white men who are running most of the world today, and all they need is just a is just another white person or a white woman, really, to say, "Hey, this is what I got going on." Believe me, it works. And man,
0: did she screw over a lot of people, and did she lose yeah. a lot of money? So the wall, so uh, the old white men episode. That's with Walgreens. That's mm-hmm. with um, CVS. Yep. And uh, there was another. What's the other big one in the states? I'm blanking on pharmacy. Yeah, the other big pharmacy. I think it was just Walgreens and CVS. Walgreens and CVS. Yeah. 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 But there, but there's another one that she, she wants to go meet with them. Like she, she's trying to, like they put, she puts the two of them against each other in that episode. It was Walgreens and then she's going to go CVS. Yeah. But then, but she's going to go to Boston to meet somebody else. I'm just trying to think. Um, I thought it was who she, she was going to go talk to. I feel like, Uh, but yeah, I think it could be more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- w- great show. I I literally have two episodes of it left, and I think Amanda Seyfried is doing a fantastic job. But I also hate her guts in this yes. show so much, and and I think that's that's what's really interesting with a show like this, where you have a character like you know with her character and Naveen Andrews who plays uh, Sunny Balwani, mm-hmm. who is they are just terrible people. They are absolutely horrible, horrible people, and you don't root for them in the show your wait. you want to see everything blow up in their face and it's an interesting dynamic i have with this show because i'm like okay i'm enjoying the show but i also want the worst things to happen to the main characters of it and it reminds me a lot of when uh, i care a lot came out last year with rosamund pike who yeah she does a great performance she plays such an evil character so great but you also don't root for them. And it's an interesting dynamic when you're not rooting for the main character of your show. So I think it's, it's an interesting uh, perspective to have on a show. See, it's interesting. You mentioned that because like,
1: yes, you're right. I was ever
0: rooting for these characters,
1: but in the beginning of the show, I especially hated William H Macy's mega mind looking Richard Fuse. Yes. Oh my God. Hated his guts. And then right around the midway point of the show, I was like, man, I hope you like, absolutely stomp on them and i and i was just enjoying his journey of trying to take them down granted still never liked his character but i was just behind him i was like i'll fund this if you want me
2: to
0: anthony what are you thinking what do you like so far about the dropout or you finish it how did you like the Dropout? um yeah i i like the
2: story i like the 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 the, the acting the thing with the dropout error the thing with any type of technology technology type of series where they focus on the rise and fall because there was the was it we the we uh show we crashed. As well with the recrash, yeah we crashed very similar um I always find it's so fresh and it's like I wish they just waited before they told the story because I don't even think she's been sentenced yet or there's no punishment really given yet to her they're um, still going through the dad. trials they're still going through the trials. so i I'm always hesitant to watch shows where it's still happening because there's still more to the story. I like to wait like 40 years and then... Oh, God. (laughs) This is the story. Um, But yeah, man, this is a character. And I said it before that anyone who lives and breeds a technology company like this, uh, who lives in Palo Alto or Cupertino. Silicon Valley area. They're all like they have like some sort of issues, like empathy issues, and they feel no emotion. They have like these dead eyes. You can see it in Zuckerberg, and you can see it in Bezos and Elon Musk. They just they don't they don't have any sense of like caring morality, it's all about yeah, power, and that's where you, yeah. you know you see Amanda Seyfried who she starts off sweet. There's a little she's a little different, I would say, yeah. but
0: a she, little eccentric, a little. Bit of a cornball.
2: Yeah, her goal is to really create... She had this idea and she really wanted to go through with it. And I think if it didn't go this route, you know, that idea could have been something that happened. that the blood testing. But it's like the power got to her head and she turns into this character you just hate. You just dislike. Even the ending of that show where the company is dissolved. She has this dog and she's telling her... Her, assist, her lawyer, the lawyer that was part of the company at the time, she's like, Oh, yeah, I have a, this dog. I have this, my new boyfriend. boyfriend. And she's like, I don't, I don't have a job. You understand? Like the people that work here don't have a job. And again, it's that cult mentality. And we were talking about in the previous, uh, in Severance, where these people like live and breathe Uh, Theranos. It's like yeah. it's, yeah. it's like do or die. And even Sonny, who was just like, fuck everyone it was just Theranos and they're just like clapping and it's just a happy hour all the time and but it, it's so uncomfortable not so uncomfortable and you know that nothing is leading to anything there's you know, yeah the people start questioning the engineers start questioning them, the uh the people who are in charge of creating uh the technology you can see it in their eyes they're like we're doing something bad and
0: yeah, we need to, or we can't even world. do it. Yeah, we can't even we can't even do it. And the, uh, Stephen Fry, he's so good in this show. So he's so good in the show. Yeah, and I don't uh, know. Um, also, I don't know how true <laughs> we all we all
2: I don't know how true story is. Like, I, it is a dramatization, so I don't know if things <laughs> are elaborated or what. But um, you know, there are parts of this show that just you just want to like go into the if you could go back in time and find this person you just strangled. Yeah. Him
0: it's yeah it's one of those that feeling of like yeah like especially with the security guards at the theranos office the fact that she would lie to everybody constantly lying all the time yeah so the two companies that she put against each other was walgreens and safeway and then those are the ones who were at the theranos headquarters kind of like oh she turned us down well she turned us down and she was going to go to boston to meet with cbs like
1: a like a grocery store
0: yeah, so cuz cuz they wanted to like, she wanted to like yeah. have like the whatever it's called the wellness rooms. Um and then CVS was like just an hour outside of Boston, but yeah, it's 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 so frustrating because you see that and you see like just the they just this culture of I will do whatever it takes for this company, blah 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 blah. And it's it's really upsetting and it really makes you kind of the same way like you guys are saying with with severance where you just feel like this is they're giving their whole life to this company who is literally Frauding everyone yeah. they work with. I I would have said that the show probably could. Uh, I think it was eight episodes. The
2: show, mm-hmm. yes, uh, maybe like six episodes. I think it went a little too long. Um, and I found I found like Amanda Siegfried. She would do really well, but then at times she, her her acting she almost was overacting. Um, but other than that, it's it's a it's a good series. I think it's just they should have just waited. Any. These, everyone needs something right now. I need to know about her story. I think, <laughs> I think when it, like, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the documentary that came out before this did such a good job. I think it's on HBO. Um, did such a good job telling that story. Uh, the dramatization, I wish, could have waited another 10, 15 years.
1: I, I think a lot of the times when it comes to these kind of shows, the reason why they're pumped out so quick is, A, well, it's fresh, and B, it kind of brings light to the scenario that's still occurring at the moment. So, for people who didn't know much about the dropout or what was happening with you know, Theranos… Now they can feel a bit more invested, whereas the documentary might not have, you know, lit the world on fire. I feel like more people have talked about the dropout than the actual documentary. So it is bringing that attention to what is exactly happening right now. And then you can kind of invested and then figure out more. And that way we're not waiting years to get another female CEO because this the one thing that has has sucked about this, you know, Theranos experience is it has now made it difficult for Women, especially in Silicon Valley, to get to the top and get that that fame and notoriety that they rightfully deserve, all because Elizabeth Holmes really screwed the pooch on everything.
0: Yeah, she she left like uh, just so much death and destruction in her wake, right? And I right. think, and I think you know what Anthony said earlier too. I think Silicon Valley there's also like a bit of a bubble of the reality that they live in. So everything that you know that Elizabeth Holmes wanted to pull off, it's like it's like a perfect world scenario. And what, again, like I think her intentions, what she wanted to do was a good thing. Like if she was able to pull off what she was able to pull off, that would have been amazing, but she couldn't. And she would lied about it. And she was 10 years away from that. And that's so damaging. And there's some really dark moments of the show where you you just really struggle. Like, man, like I hate you. And I hate, everyone at this company and it's it's mm-hmm. an unfortunate it's an unfortunate but but it's a testament to the show that's able to get you to feel that way right any final thoughts on the dropout before we move on we're good to go. The dropout is on Disney Plus or on Star. Uh, sorry, on uh, Hulu in the States if you are looking to watch it. So definitely check it out. Anthony, a big show that you've been watching uh, and that you're a big fan of is Dope Sick. And I know you uh, you have a bit of a prerequisite recommendation for people before they dive into Dope Sick. So tell us what Dope Sick all about and then tell our listeners the best way to go about watching it.
2: Yeah, so uh dope Stick's the story about the creation of Oxycontin and how it like became the drug of choice in America, like the most legal drug that you can get and also become addicted to it and then lead to other types of drugs. So it tells you the story of the Purdue uh, the the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, how they created this opioid that basically they were able to get one of the um uh, government officials, FDA, yeah, FDA, officials to put a label saying that it's not addictive, pretty much, and how this pill can be used for all types of pain relief, like headaches, broken bones, any type of like pain relief, that their, their whole idea was to alleviate pain, no matter what type of pain it was, even pain where you could like, live with it. You know, like I broke, I had wisdom teeth taken out and you take Tylenol 3, right? No, they'll give you OxyContin. And what happened was um, people would become addicted on Oxy and that would become the gateway drug to other drugs. And these these poor people in, who are, who've who been taking it, they would, you know, take certain milligrams. They would start off at 10, 20, 30. They would go to 160 Things that you know, no doctor would prescribe, and they were prescribing because on the label they got someone to approve the uh, the label to say it's not addictive, and that's that's where this really like the base bones of the show is that one label that guy who put that label on it, it spearheaded the worst drug epidemic anyone has ever seen, especially in the states and even in Canada. Um, it stars Michael Keaton uh rosario dawson marco Stuhlberg, uh who else uh, i'm just pulling up the list here uh caitlin dever and the uh what's his things name?
0: in it too from uh who's, who's gonna be adam That's, warlock
2: yeah, yeah will poulter yeah and each one of these characters tells a different side of the story so michael keaton's character he lives he's a doctor who lives in the Rust Belt region, where they, there's a lot of minors who go through pain, and he was um, kind of contacted by William Poulter, who plays a sales, sales. representative for yeah. for for uh, Purdue Pharma, and then you know he's like, yeah, I'll take this OxyContin. it's not addictive. You could give it to your patients; people they'll love it, and you know, and this goes from there. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard he plays a lawyer who starts to investigate the uh, the Sackler family and tries to get them to admit that it's addictive and try to get this drug off the shelves. Rosario Dawson plays an F- a DEA agent who's doing the same thing. So all these different stories are connected and interconnected. And it goes through, I want to say, the span of from 2000 to 2005, um, probably 2006 time. So about six years. And just the ins and outs of how this family, this this Sackler family, was able to get away with continuously pumping out these drugs when they knew it was addictive and harmful. Um, really, really good story. Really, really good show. Uh, I would pre- for a prerequisite, I would say watch "Crime of the Century," which is an HBO doc on this, just to learn more about how opioids work. How um, OxyContin works, how it started, how it's ending. It still hasn't ended. That's the that's the wild part. You know, they,
0: yeah, it's it's still going on right now. They, they, and
2: again, this is very similar to Dropout, to where they have not, you know, issued or they have they, I think they've basically te- told that the Sackler family is they're not criminally um what is this word? Criminally responsible at fault. At, Yeah, yeah. At fault. Which is wild, but um
0: really really do another we watched another documentary last year that it dealt with didn't it deal with opioids as we well too crack crack that was the one the netflix. the netflix one right yeah, yeah. crack cocaine yeah yeah i get that yeah the it's do i know yeah no no <laughs> but it's it's just it's just it's one of those things that when you're watching these shows and i've watched the first few episodes of dope Of i've watched the first three episodes of dope sick and you're watching it And it just it just kills you when you see this, and you're like, this this is all man made problems, and this is all coming from the government level of things. And it's like this is this is allowed to happen, and it's just so frustrating as like just as a human being watching it, and you're like, this is the down this downfall that's happening. This has generational effects on people. This this just affects so much, not just of you of everything of your whole community could be destroyed by this and we saw that we've seen that throughout history right yeah it's just really upsetting when you have you know
1: <laughs> you have corruption that's taking place and i know that sounds so silly but it, it, it's just it's just corruption that's it within the government that allowed something like this to happen you know people being bought out just to make silly decisions that mm-hmm. ended up causing people's lives like there's, there's no integrity left anymore with people, right? Like, there's no one that's going to turn something down. And at that point, you're just making these horrible decisions without actually putting in the time and effort that it takes. And now, so many people have lost their lives thanks to your selfishness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they don't get charged. Like, the, Richard Sackler is, and, and Elizabeth Holmes, they knew what they were doing. And they they getting off scot free, no charges, no jail time, even though a lot of people, especially for Richard Sackler, died under his watch. You know, he told doctors that this drug was not pres- not addictive, and doctors gave it to these these uh, to their to their patients, and they become addicted to the point where they couldn't even get off it. They they had to go on methadone to get off it, and they had to. Or they would go on to other drugs because the high wasn't enough for them anymore. They would have right. to go to heroin. And then they would just die of overdoses. And this wasn't just yeah. said uh, a certain... You know, like with crack cocaine, it was really focused on LA, New York. This was a worldwide thing, you know? Oxycontin yes. became a very popular drug. Kids were taking it to schools. You know, anyone who had pain, they were taking it and they couldn't get off of it, which is... You know, it's wild. It's, again, this is a story I didn't know about. I, I heard, you know, you would hear like, oh, I got my um, Vicodin. You know, you would hear that in the 90s. Oh, I got my Vicodin. or yeah. my Oxy. I, I'd take my Oxy. But then to learn that this actually was the worst drug pandemic ever in the United States, um, it just says a lot about how much, you know, the, the government or the people can hide a story like this until now yeah. and this it's, is why these these documentary this documentary or this show sorry which was you know i watched off a documentary i would say it had enough time to breathe before it was told and i think that's what i like about dope sick um even though it's still not done but everyone's great in it michael Keene is fantastic michael yeah like, he's phenomenal he does a fantastic job
0: so you definitely recommend checking it out to, i would definitely worth recommend finishing.
2: it i would say the ending is anticlimactic because i think people were like yeah I, just the lead-ups like yeah they're gonna take them down they're gonna just right they're gonna they're gonna have that like that paragraph at the end that says yeah we won the good which, the good guys won exactly, the bad the guys lost to 70 years in prison yeah that's you don't get that
0: um and that's where that's you know, real life man that's, real, that's life. real life Sure, there's another show that you guys are watching right now. Uh, I haven't caught up to you guys, but you're watching Barry season three. Uh, and uh, how many episodes have you guys watched? And are we allowed talking about them yet? Or I think you're just give, able to give an overall feeling about what you've watched so far. We can give an overall feeling, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think so. You guys are big point. Barry
0: season three fans, yeah. We are, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> for that. Best. Uh, moving yeah. on to our next show, <laughs> but I'm loving it. It is. It, um,
1: you know, when when Barry took the amount of time that it needed to come back, you know, I was afraid that they weren't going to hit it. But they took the right amount of time because they came back to tell a story and they came back to tell a story a different way that they haven't yet. This, this show has has matured. It has, it has fully found its footing. Not that the season one and season two didn't have a footing. But season one, and season two, you know, toyed around a lot. Whereas this season right now, it's 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 so well thought out. It feels like you know I, I'm okay with shows now taking this long to come back out for another season if they're going to come back this strong.
2: Hmm. Hmm. It's um, where are you with it, Anthony? It's fantastic. It's probably my favorite show right now that I haven't finished. That you know I've caught up. I've you know based on the episodes that were given to us, it's each episodes like a banger, a banger. And I think a lot of people keep forgetting that. Or maybe I'm, I forget that Barry's not a great guy. He's not a good guy. Yeah. And I keep forgetting that. I'm like, oh, because he, he has such a lovable face. He's Will hater. He's this yeah. assassin. You know, he, his, his friend, um, Noho Hank, he's always there. Like, there's yeah. this comedy aspect to it, but.
0: They're likable characters,
2: even though they do bad things, right? Barry's not a great guy. And especially in episode one, where he yells at Sally, like, not just yells. Like to the point where he goes, like he degrades her, it was like, rage. abuse. Yeah, yeah, it was abuse with words and like presence. It's uh, it's scary, and I think Bill Hader does a fantastic job of playing a serious actor who's also supposed to be supposed to, supposed to be funny. Um, but yeah, like I, if you're a fan of Barry, it's probably the best season. Cause each episode, boom, 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 boom. I don't even know how they got this out during COVID, too.
0: Yeah, it's. Really- you're also watching Tokyo. You're also watching Tokyo Vice, Anthony, right?
2: Yeah, I actually just finished the last uh, episode yesterday. Nice. Was- What'd you think of it? It's a good show. Like, it's a drama that's based out of Tokyo. Follows this reporter who's investigating the yakuza, and it's just his life. And it's loosely based on. Uh, <laughs> Shay's just lifting up a uh, pinky finger, because usually the yakuza will cut your cut their pinky finger. I think it's part of their <laughs> tradition. Um, it's loosely based on Jake Adelstein, who is a reporter who was a reporter during that time. Um, so a lot of these stories, yes, they're based on yakuza, but the overall Tokyo Vice story is loosely based on it. It's not like this is exactly what happened to him. Uh, right. But yeah, like it does a great combination of Japanese and, and English um, writing. It all takes place in Japan, which is very authentic. The story is interesting; it's a little weird in this, the way they are, it's taught and shown. But I think that's just again, that's just very similar to how I think they were trying to make it for both audiences, Japanese as well as uh, an American audience. Right. Like Ken Watanabe is he's like top 10 actor right now he's just so good he's he's he plays this detective who's investigating the yakuza and who's trying to take down certain gangs within the yakuza and he works with um ansel elgort's character who's jake and they he's a reporter and he would like kind of work together on trying to bring them down it's just it's a good story it's i think people will like it it's gripped i think if right now it's 985 or 89 on rotten tomatoes I believe the second season will come. The one thing, and it's is, and it's created by Michael Mann as well, too, right? It's not Mike. I don't think Michael Mann is executive produced. He directed you, the f- okay. pilot episode, which feels like a Michael Mann. Sh- like it feels like, oh, that's very Michael Mann. Um, right. The rest of the show, and I think that's where I felt it was a little weird. It didn't feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the first episode was very Michael Mann. It starts off as a flash forward. And the ending of this the show doesn't end with the flash forward. It doesn't even mention it, so it's like there's more story to get to that point. Yes.
0: Oh, good.
1: That's good. Which is weird, because like that's like that's like episode one. Like that's what I liked about it. That I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like we're starting off at the end, and then again, like it it didn't grip me like I wanted it to, and then episode two didn't really have me either. So I'm like, okay, I'll 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 come back to this another day. I just but hearing that it, it doesn't go referencing back to the the beginning is kind of like well what are we what are we watching what are we waiting for
2: that's the thing like I, ho- I i hope there is another season coming because yeah <laughs> that's that scene is super important because it's yeah. probably like the most tense scene takes out the cigarette he's like yeah uh let me think about your offer and the whole like the two characters are there Ken Watanabe's character and Ansel's character but um yeah i liked it i like japan you know like i like
0: <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say. uh You I know, know, I liked like, it. I like Japan. You know, I <laughs> like the yakuza. It's good. It's it's good because you never
2: wa- you never see shows that take place in Japan, right? Like it's usually a movie or like
0: maybe a. You got to watch a, Terrace a, right? House, then, man. Sorry,
1: you got to watch Terrace House.
0: Uh, Anthony will like Terrace House for sure. Yeah. Is it in Japan? Oh yeah. Are you sure? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know right <laughs> I mean, i'll be sure it's not a show
0: it's not a show about the yakuza though i no, just just no want to be forward
1: it's, it's not a yakuza, yakuza show it's about
2: japan yeah why you why are you smiling when you say
0: japan <laughs> uh, do you want me to be sad when i say japan japan but i don't think he knows what what's terrace house about yeah japan? Well, tell me more about it it's uh it's not like reality tv but it's kind of like reality tv yeah yeah
1: it's like it's like a nice place in japan it's like a very nice reality tv i was gonna say it's like like the real world japan yeah but it's like real world exactly there's no drama like like catty drama but there's like it's it's very interesting and it's a good way to see japan
2: okay but
0: i like i like it like this too but there could be a murder (laughs) there could be a murder imagine imagine he watches terrace house the whole time waiting he's like which one of these people are gonna get murdered and i I love all these people i hope none of them die (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the last show I want to talk about today quickly, uh, Anthony, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've caught up yet. Moon Knight episode five. So if you want to hear our thoughts on the first four episodes of Moon Knight, we have a, a dedicated review episode for that. We have now, uh, caught up to the, to, to what, what else of what we haven't seen. And, uh, this is, I think, far and away the best episode of the show. And I think Moon Knight, it's continuing its trend now with, you know, with episode four and episode five being the strongest episodes of the series. I think, that we only have one episode left. It's a little worrisome because we are now at a point where it's like, okay, we have to wrap up this story. And most likely it's going to end up on a big kind of showdown in Egypt somehow. But what I love so much about this episode, and I think that this is one of the strongest episodes of an MCU TV show is Oscar, Oscar Isaac's performance in this. And Oscar Isaac is... A world-class actor and the fact that you see him playing you know mark and you see him play steven and then you you're introduced to the younger version of himself in this and the you know the abuse that he went through as a child with his brother and his mom and just seeing all of that play out it reminded me a lot of also the penultimate the penultimate episode of wandavision last year where literally the episode before the finale it's like we're going on a history of everything that this character has gone through And you're seeing kind of why they are the way that they are and how they came to where they, where they are in life. Um, And Oscar Isaac is just incredible in this episode. He is such a phenomenal actor and I'm really excited to see where the show ends off. And I'm really excited to see where Moon Knight pops up next. Cause I would love to see more of just like Moon Knight kicking ass because this show it's very different. I think from what a lot of people expected, I think it's different from what we expected where it was kind of, advertised as a you know this is going to be almost like a batman daredevil type character and he is but this is a lot more of a psychological drama this show more than anything um and especially where this episode ends off i was like wow i'm i was surprisingly moved and emotional by the end of it and i just want to see i just want to see how they're going to be able to wrap it up i hope it lands the mc the mcu shows haven't had the best history with delivering the strongest finales so i'm really curious to see um how this all wraps up but uh anthony you have not seen it yet right the episode five i have, I have seen it yes oh you have seen it i apologize so what, what were your guys thoughts on this episode we'll start well shay go ahead because I, I feel like you've been talking a bit
1: yeah in you, you know we it's no secret about how we felt so far about um, Moon Knight, um, but this episode I I enjoyed because it was just it was it was a masterclass of acting. It was purely just Oscar Isaac giving his best, and Stephen, who who wasn't really a character that was on my radar or someone that I was interested in at all. I, he well, he pulled on my heartstrings in this episode. I I actually kind of cared about him. I I was more invested in him. But the problem with the show still is the story isn't moving forward. You know, we, we didn't. I, I didn't feel like I I still cared enough about the story as as an L- episode on its own and a, as a show of of pure acting chops that that Oscar Isaac, who we know has this acting, but really just gives it all. It was phenomenal. But that doesn't take away still from the fact that it doesn't do much for the show. It doesn't make me go, okay, I'm going to come back and revisit it. It's more so along the lines of, yeah, man, Oscar Isaac is a phenomenal actor, but I already knew that. And I, and I kind of wish that there was more involved to this. I wish there was more of a story to tell that I'm still not getting yet. But just like you you mentioned, Daniel, I, I really hope that this next episode gives us a strong finale. Obviously it doesn't have to wrap things up because there's the potential of, of, you know, another season or to take place in another movie because that's how the MCU is. It's just a spider web that's going kind of everywhere, but at least give, give, give a, give a, give a good send off to something, you know, make,
0: make the ending of this season feel impactful in the way. Yeah. So the next time that we see them, it means something more. Anthony, what, what do you think of this episode? I,
2: I thought Oscar Isaac's performance was fantastic. The whole, you know, the the personality changes, the jumping back and forth, the the abuse, the struggle, and you you really feel for uh, Mark Spector, and you you feel for um, Steve. Uh, is it Stephen? Stephen, yeah, yeah, Stephen. But I feel like it's a little too late now that we're. We're just we have one more episode to go, and everything has to wrap up in that episode. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't wrap up. Maybe it'll be like, oh, but there's season two around the corner. But I just don't think there'll be enough time to wrap up everything that we got beforehand. Right. Um, there are parts of the story that I I found it was hard to believe. I know they they written it s- such a way, but I just just so hard to believe that his mother was so. Mad at him at forever, like it was just I was mad at you forever after the after the the death. So it just it was hard to like really comprehend. Like I don't feel like that's true, you know. And I was just guess second guessing the story in that sense. I don't know if you guys felt
0: that. It was just she was no. So, I I think I think like, we've seen that it. in movies and shows before too, where like there's always that that survivor guilt for him, but also that guilt of him letting his brother die but there's also that the the fact that we're seeing this through mark's eyes like he is not a reliable narrator in this show right so True. we could also be seeing True. him him seeing the worst of his mom that's why steven always his personality with steven is him that he loves his mom there's nothing wrong and they have a great relationship so it could just be how the i guess his reality or his mind's you know seeing her remembering her right yeah but overall i would say it was.
2: it the episode that kind of in- engaged with me the most, because it was the most interesting. Yes. Um, everything leading up to that episode is still, I'm not on the same page as a lot of people are when it comes to Moon Knight. I feel like, yes, they could. It is a psychological thriller, but we've had more impactful psychological thrillers in the past that could have um, really connected with us. Right. Um but yeah, I would love to see a David Fincher direct a, a psychological Marvel <laughs> With you
0: know, Moon Knight. We'll see maybe one day. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, one episode left to go. We will recap it on next week's episode of the movie podcast. But that was pretty good. As you know, this is our first television extravaganza. I just want to recap the shows that we spoke about and where you could watch them. Severance, you could watch the entire season now on Apple TV+. The Dropout and Dope Sick are both available on Disney+. Here in Canada and on Hulu in the States. Tokyo Vice is on HBO and HBO Max so you'll be able to check that out Moon Knight of course is on Disney Plus and Barry Season 3 is on HBO and HBO Max so you could check those all out uh, thank you so much for listening to our television extravaganza today don't forget you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday you won't want to miss Monday's episode because we are recapping everything that happened at CinemaCon and there was a lot uh, you could also follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram Twitter TikTok and Letterbox. and don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts spotify discord and write into the show at hello at the movie make sure you also check us out on youtube.com slash the movie podcast we have everything that you're listening to we have a visual uh, version for you to check out as well too and it also helps you know grow our show and get us in front of a lot more audiences so please subscribe to us on youtube anthony's doing some great work there and uh you can check out our show notes for all of those links and more and of course on tuesday we have our spoiler free review of dr strange in the multiverse of madness and we have a lot more fun stuff planned for the week so you won't want to miss it that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next